This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. You're listening to Hear Us Say with Renisha on Otago Access Radio at 105.4 FM Dunedin. Kia ora everyone. I hope you're doing well and had um, a little bit of fun listening to our last podcast. Um, again, a big mihi to OAR radio station Dunedin for letting us, um, you know, let, letting me um, do my own podcast slash radio show called Hear Us Say. Um, at Hear Us Say, or in Hear Us Say, our main objective is to amplify the voices of our diverse background youth so we can understand the um, issues or their opinions or where they come from um, that makes or identifies them as an individual. Um, today, I have the very lovely Dima Olshek um, with me in the studio today. Dima, um, would you like to introduce yourself real quick? Kia ora. Hi, my name is Dima. Um, thank you for having me, Renisha. I am a former refugee from Syria, but I'm originally from Iraq and I have worked with Renisha for the past two years and I know her as a, as a close friend of mine, mm-hmm. but most um, importantly, we're doing the um, Shakti Youth Organization in Otago University together. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Do you want to talk about Shakti a little bit more? Oh, yeah. So um, the first time I talked about it with Renisha was I was just... Like sharing my information about feminism and how we can change as a community and what the things that we you know encounter as females in in society or in general, um, and she was really passionate about it and she was telling me about the organization that she's working on that um, empowers women and empowers women against any kind of harassment, um, starting from like domestic violence until like further um, issues. And she was wondering if I can join, and I was like, of course I can, and that was. Like, I didn't even have to think about it. And yeah. um, when I actually joined, I, I realized it was bigger than this. And you can actually change lots of issues in New Zealand by just saying your words. And, mm. and yeah, that's how... I actually became part of Shakti. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for those who don't know what Shakti, I think Deva did a good job in explaining um, some of the issues relevant to Shakti. But I'll again give a little bit of brief overview. So Shakti Community Council is a um, organization in New Zealand as well as in Australia. And our main objective as an organization is to um, prevent domestic violence. Um, we empower women from Middle Eastern, African and Asian background, um, just because most of our workers and the initial founding members were from these backgrounds. Um, Domestic violence has been an issue that all of these women that founded the organization had been really closely um, in touch with. So they realized the gap, um, especially providing ethnic women the specific and relevant support that they need. Mm -hmm. Um, So they started 25. um, This year will be 26 years ago now. Um, and then for the last 11 years, we also have established the youth unit for the Shakti Youth and of that you and I are a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, so Shakti Youth is basically amplifying the issues that we face or our clients face at Shakti and then taking that as a data and doing advocacy around it. So forced marriage, again, is one of the big issues that we talk about every now and then. Um, so, yeah, and if you are someone who is experiencing any sort of abuse, please do go on our website page or um, call our 
800 number, we'll be more than happy um, to do whatever we can to um, provide you support. So yeah, that was um, a little bit of how Dima and I know each other. Um, I guess we know each other from Salmon College, if of I'm not course, wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I remember this um, this girl coming in with lots of shopping and I was like, what on earth is she? Like, I was going to the bathroom and I was like, what on earth has she bought? And she was like, oh yeah, if you want, you can use it too. I was like, oh, that's really nice mm-hmm. of you. Um, so yeah, I think you were the first person that I kind of met just because I arrived earlier too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was really um, it was really nice. And I think we kind of hit it off, especially because we have um, kind of like ethnic backgrounds. So, yep. you know, we understand yep. some of the aggressive behaviors. Mm-hmm. that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, we would be sitting around in the table and somebody says something and you just give me that look. And I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we know. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, coming back to the idea of the podcast of using um, these amazing mosaic cards developed by Aratai Ohe, our main objective is to um, explore the personal um, values and um, beliefs of individual and then see how that portrays or becomes visible when one-to-one conversation has happened mm-hmm. and that is the interpersonal level um, and then moving on to the societal level where these kind of um, ideas or conversation have turned into um, stereotypes. Um, so that's the basic idea of the um fundamental of this whole uh, mosaic cards in this podcast um so yeah hear us say hear us say what we um think is important hear us say what we think politically uh, matters hear us say what is important to us in terms of social justice um again just briefly highlighting that these opinions are our own um we don't claim to be experts in any area but are based on fundamentally our values beliefs and experiences um so thank you for um joining us uh, Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> okay, so I gave you the task of choosing the personal and societal level today, and mm-hmm. I have the interpersonal one. Mm-hmm. Would we start with a red card and talk about the personal question that you have to- chosen today? Mm-hmm. Um, I have chosen a question that says, how important do you think it is to pronounce names correctly? And mm. I chose that because I've been talking about it for the past two weeks with my colleagues in the dental school. Um, and I think we were talking last time when we grabbed Starbucks as well. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, well, it started with a joke when I saw a TikTok saying, um, you know, when I go, well, tell us what your real name and what's your Starbucks name. And I was like, what is that? And then um, I saw many ethnic people saying, hey, my name is, for example, Khadija, and I, I will go to Starbucks and name myself, um, you know, Rebecca. And yeah. I'll be like, that's interesting and um I've never had this to be honest but for example my question my my name is usually just Dima and I don't find it hard for yeah. people to pronounce but yeah. I don't know for some reason why I should always pronounce it for people just be like D-I-M-A yeah. um, and always end up with Tima or Daima or something really oh, no. off and um, <laughs> that was just important to talk about these things because I I really really believe that your name is part of your identity and mm. when someone doesn't pronounce it well um well in general if if it's a everyday situation I'm not talking about for example Starbucks or any kind of cafeteria that's not that's not our issue but just in general like if someone mispronounces your name in school or in everyday encounters that really affects you and affects your identity because you will just feel like Oh, okay. I'm am ju- just gonna change it so it can um, 
you know fits into the situation or fits into someone's mouth mm. and i don't think i don't think that's what you should think of um mm. especially if your name is really hard like i can't talk about my name as a hard name but obviously there are some hard names and i don't think we should simplify it just to sit someone's mouth yeah. i guess yeah. yeah i mean that's that's quite important points you've made there um especially my name is renesha Ranisha. Mm-hmm. Still, I get called Mahindra, Rajendra, Ranjishna. Um, <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> sometimes I laugh at them, but sometimes it kind of takes your confidence away. Mm. Um, and sometimes it just um, disrupts your train of thoughts or like your whole... Because I remember um, in one of my classes, actually, at university, um, mm. one of the lecturers, um, they asked me a question. And I would have been really keen to answer that question. But mm-hmm. when they finished saying the question, they said my name, Ranesh. Um, and for a moment, I was like, firstly, are they calling me? And secondly, like, what was I thinking again? Because, mm-hmm. like, my first thought was, like, my name is said wrong. And I kind of, like, lost my confidence. Mm. Um and you know that correlates with the first like sub question on this card <laughs> is that what power do you think it is there is in a person's name? Mm-hmm. My mum really sat down and thought my my sister's and my brother's name. So it's kind of I find it disrespectful towards her. Mm-hmm. My name is broken down into two um, meanings. So first is Rani means queen, and then second is Nisha means queen of the night. What a beautiful name! Yeah, it has so much meaning, and um, it's because uh, my mum also wanted to some point like empower my skin color. You know, mm-hmm. it's on the darker tone, but mm-hmm. a lot of the time you get um, you get called out for that, or you know, it's not the not the um, ideal i mean we're moving towards a um, society where we're more accepting towards Mm -hmm. all the different skin tones but Mm -hmm. in some like countries it's still a huge Mm -hmm. issue Mm -hmm. um so that's the reason why my mom named me that Mm -hmm. um and so when you're at a conference or when you're at a big meeting or when you're giving an important um opinion about something Mm -hmm. if the foundation of that question does not acknowledge you as an individual Mm -hmm. or doesn't you know um do that appreciation towards your identity I tend to lose my confidence in Mm -hmm. that and I would kind of isolate myself from that conversation because firstly, I find it really disrespectful. Mm -hmm. Secondly, it's a disrespect to my mom. And thirdly, I start to feel like Mm -hmm. if I, if I should find a simple name. So Mm -hmm. that's why my alternate names are Rani Mm -hmm. and Nisha. Mm -hmm. So, um, when I go to mainstream crowds, I make it really, really clear that my name is Renesha, but please feel free to call me Rani or Nisha. And I say that not to um, make their life easier, but because to make sure that the respect towards my mum still remains. So I say whichever you can pronounce correctly. If you can say my name Renesha correctly, amazing. Thank you so much. Um, but if you can't say that I've given you alternatives, Rani or Nisha, they still are both my names. Mm-hmm. But make sure to say it correctly. I don't think so. It takes that much energy. Um, so, yeah, that's my point of view on mm-hmm. that. And I think it's kind of like uh, it's mm-hmm. a little bit different to yours. You have that expectation that mm-hmm. they sh- should say your name right. And I think that's where we should be at. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I have been through that so many times, I'm I'm just like, I, I'd rather have the energy to have that conversation mm-hmm. than feel deflected because the expectations were not met. Yeah. Now, yeah. I, I also found it um, funny because when I first arrived to New Zealand, yeah. um, simple... Pakeha name would be 
should be easy for 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 people to say yeah. I, w- I would say for example elizabeth or rebecca or you know the common names that you we would hear in new zealand um i usually when i first arrived to new zealand that was a very foreign name to me mm. so you say rebecca and i will never remember that or you say jack and i will yes yeah. call you john the next day yeah. and i think that also shaped the way that i think about people who mispronounce my name sometimes i'll be like they do it unintentionally or they're really not used to it but mm. i still make the effort i i used to write someone's name for example john i'll write it in arabic john on my name on on my hand sorry um in arabic so when i see that person again i make sure i look up into my hand mm. and be like okay john and even if I say it wrong, they will they will see that I'm making the effort to mm. say, say it right. And yeah. I would expect the same from other people. If, yeah. if I'm making that and trying to assimilate myself in that community, I would expect the same. Yeah, I think it's also about because we have been through that kind of like um, situation where our names have been miscorrectly pronounced. That's mm-hmm. why we try not to do it to other people. Um, and then, you know, that correlates with another question, the sub-question. It's like, what do you do if you find a name difficult to pronounce? And I think you've just talked about mm-hmm. how you write it on your name, how, do, how you write it on your arm or like mm-hmm. your hand to make sure you get it right. And if you're not, then, of course, it shows the effort at least you're trying mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. For me personally, it's like I would go to that person and say, I would just blankly ask them, how do I say your name correctly? Because I think it's the... Um, I guess for me, sometimes I find within our ethnic community, some of our names are quite difficult for me yeah, no, definitely, to pronounce. Definitely. And rather than assuming or like asking a third person, how do I say this person's name? Because I kind of feel like um, I'm offending them. I'd rather go ask them mm. um, and inform them that I'm having difficulties mm-hmm. saying their name wrong. Please help me. And mm-hmm. like sometimes what I end up doing is break it into syllables. Mm-hmm. So if their name is like your name is Dima, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I would go D-E-M-A. And, then- and and to be honest, what it makes me sad is just hearing people who are, for example, from Middle Eastern background, they simplify their name yep. um, in a way that it's now their everyday yep. name. Yep. So I know many, many, many people yep. like Muhammad, they just call themselves Mo. And I'm like, that doesn't even have a meaning. Like yeah. it just, it, it, the whole value of the name is just went away. And I feel really sad when I hear people say, oh, just call me Mo. I'm like, no, like just tell, tell me, me how and I'll, I'll say it. Like it's not that a big of a deal, but yeah. it's just the simple stuff make a difference, honestly. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Um... I think we already talked about has your name been incorrectly pronounced mm. and what effect did it have on you? Mm. I think for me, it just takes away my confidence, especially if I'm at a big event or fi- a festival, you know, and I'm meant to be the speaker and they say, oh, can we have a, give a re- big round of applause to this, this, this? And I'm like, oh my God, that's not even close <laughs> to what you should be saying. Um, yeah, I've been through that. So yeah, I rather, I rather give people my nicknames but I know where you say you know if there's this person I think if a person would want to make an effort to say your name correctly they will come up to you Mm -hmm. or that's or that's how I should say it Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah um the question that I chose from um interpersonal level Mm -hmm. I think there was some great quote that we had around um mapping opinions or other mm-hmm. way we call it um, personal level. Mm-hmm. So now that we move on the second level, which is um, shifting attitudes um, and interpersonal level, mm-hmm. my question is, when have you unintentionally caused harm or offended someone? So that's a, quite a big question. So what I'll do is break down the sub-questions amongst them. So um, 
what happened for you in order for this harm or offence to happen? I think I'll start just because I've asked this question that's quite deep before you can actually... F- and again, if you don't want to answer this question, that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's... I am an advocate or I've been an advocate for the last six years. Um, most of my life that I've been in New Zealand, especially in the area of domestic violence, um, you know, family violence, mm-hmm. bullying, discrimination, forced marriage, um, sexual abuse and its culture, like rape culture and all mm-hmm. that. Um, so my m- the atmosphere that I've been an advocate has been always like um, on the go, fired up, you know, be very, be very passionate and based on some of my personal experience. Um, But what happens over time is that you need to be able to consult with your community back before you can represent them as a whole. Mm -hmm. If you're doing advocacy in your own capacity, that's fine. Mm -hmm. I understand, like, you have your personal views that you just want to be heard. Mm -hmm. But if you are thinking of representing a whole community by saying this issue is relevant to this community. Let me break that down into what's relevant and where I made a mistake. Um, so the Fijian Indian community at the moment is facing a, um identity crisis. Mm-hmm. So we don't know if we are considered Pacifica or are we considered um, Germatians or um, of Indian descent. Mm-hmm. At the moment, if I'm not wrong, we are under the Ministry of Ethnic Communities, which consider us Asian. Mm-hmm. Um, and Pacific uh, Ministry of Pacific Communities do not um, Pacific people do not consider us um, Pacifica at the moment that's the deal Okay. Yeah. Um, so what I have um, when I started initially advocating for my community what I did was like be like we need to acknowledge um, we, we need to acknowledge the harm done to like our people in the history because we were taken as indig- my ancestors were taken as indig- indentured labourers to Fiji <laughs> so they were labourers and we, we were like we need to hold the crown accountable for this we also need to make sure that like if we because our quite a few of our generation has lived in um, Fiji <laughs> so I think it was quite, quite relevant for us to be called Pacifica <laughs> so that has been the root of my advocacy but I have never consulted back um, to my community and see if that's what we want mm-hmm. is to firstly acknowledge the history of our um, people and how much colonized they were mm-hmm. and secondly is to give us like um, identity as a pacifica so those two were my grounds of advocacy mm-hmm. but when I was I was given the opportunity to consult back with my Fijian Indian community and all the elders of the community other youth um, all of us we sit down and um Acknowledging our history wasn't one of the biggest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that kind of shows the trauma that is still there within our community. Like, nobody would want to say that I am a daughter or a descendant of a laborer or a slave, you know? Mm-hmm. So that is the notation around in the community. And that's something that I wasn't aware of. And that's why I say that's where I unintentionally offended um, my my community members is by n- by trying to represent them, but at the same time not communicating with them or um, like getting their advice on the issues. So yeah, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Yeah, um, that sounds really a good good point that you've talked about, um, and that's really good to say it out loud because many other people wouldn't be educated about this, and you being through that situation will probably yeah put that uh-huh. idea in yeah. someone's uh, someone's mind yeah. um i really don't i can't remember a specific um 
mm. like point what I had unintentionally. In, of course, I did one day, but yeah. I just don't remember. Um, yeah. But I think the one that is very personal um, is one time I. Uh, it was the time where uh, the Black Lives Matter uh, yeah. was a in action, and uh, me being just I usually just do um, makeup or face paint or art. Um, yeah. I was ignorant enough to um, do face paint about it. Um, I don't know why I was ignorant about it, but so many people called me out on it, mm. and I still don't know why. Um, I think we had this conversation briefly, mm. and then you mentioned that because. Um, some of the people consider that you are white. Yeah, so at the time, I really, usually when anything happens in the world, yeah. this is how I experience my support. I mean, yeah. sorry, how I ex- express my yeah. um, my my support to that issue. Yeah. Um, so I usually just do a face paint or an art or something like this, and I just post it on my personal um, um, page that I usually post art on, and it's public. Yeah. And um at that time, I just made a face paint on my face saying "Blacks Life Matter." Mm-hmm. I didn't have any intention or anything bad, but so many people called me out on it, calling me racist and calling me um, white privileged, and called me so many names. And I just so like I woke up in the morning and I saw m- more than two hundred um, comments calling me racist, and I, I just didn't know why. No one was explaining to me why. Um, and at that time, I had my cousin trying to back me up, and I see her um, commenting on every single comment that was saying you're racist. She was like educating them um, about, you know, art expressions. And at that time, when I saw that situation, I just took it down because I was like, I don't want to cause harm to people. I just want to delete it. It's not that important. I'm just gonna support them, you know, mm. um, in my own way, not yeah. not in an art or public way. And I really, do, I still don't know. And there was um, an article that wrote about me, like a really long article talking about how racist I was. And um, they put me with another artist who did face paints. And they all, in the article, they seems what they commented they all white and I was like but I'm not but at the same time I just still don't know what was the issue I apologize mm. at the time but I really still don't know and I'm looking forward for to know the answer like yeah why was it right think, yeah because yeah. you showed me the post when we yeah, examined yeah. Mm. and from personally from what I picked up mm. um was that they assumed that you are a white person um and again like know the crowd or know the person before you write anything about them or form an mm-hmm. opinion. I think that is a really big take for me. Um, and I kind of felt like I understood where they're coming from for some of the comments for the other um, artists that they made. Mm-hmm. But um, n- without knowing you, because I believe this was an American article. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Not um, even yeah, in not New, even Ze- New Zealand. Yeah, but yeah. I wasn't sure. Like the whole article was just calling me out, but I didn't know why, um, yeah. what was going on. I yeah. tried to d- translate it into my language as well because yeah. I really couldn't tell. It was just big words going on. And I was like, okay, maybe I did something harmful. Um, I'm just going to apologize for that and move yeah. on. Um, I do want to acknowledge yeah. that the time at that time was quite, quite like very sensitive mm-hmm. if you did mm-hmm. anything and people had different and 
takes on those. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally don't think you did anything wrong there. You mm-hmm. showed your support through the way of activism, which is art mm-hmm. for you. Um, but I do think, you know, this is where I always say to people, like, whatever I do is based on my opinions and I wouldn't judge anyone else for their opinions unless I know why they're doing mm-hmm. it. Yep. Um, so that kind of notation again. And, yeah, yeah, I think this question was flipped for you in this time. You know, <laughs> yeah. you you offended someone um without knowing that you're offending and I don't think you're offended but they took it as a fear. Yeah, and uh, maybe I did. I Maybe I did and I, you know, acknowledge it but yeah. at the same time yeah. I still really look forward the, to um, the answer and yeah. I actually was on that article yesterday reading it again and again I'm like, what did I do wrong? What went wrong? Yeah. But yeah, at the same time as you said, it was a sensitive time and yeah. I should have been more, um, you know, educated about it. But at this, at the time, I didn't. I thought have mm, you know. I personally don't think every anyone was that educated about it because mm-hmm. um, I don't know it was because I live in New Zealand before that I was in Fiji mm-hmm. you know colour yes you know we get colonised because mm-hmm. of it in Fiji you know if you're darker mm-hmm. you kind of look down and then if you're white that mm-hmm. kind of but that's all we knew like a lot of Fijian Indian community or like I know my, my myself and my friends struggled to mm-hmm. get at the understanding of what happened mm-hmm. it wasn't until I came to New Zealand and started watching some movies oh, yeah, the partition yeah. and that's, that's when you realise how big this yeah, issue no, 100%. is. Yeah, 100%. And for me, it's I think it's for for me as a, a you know, refugee, I am a foreign to that con- to this country, New Zealand, and there's so many words, yeah. so many um, words. slangs and words that people say everyday life. And for me, as a person who's trying to learn English, I just take it and, and not know if this is harmful to other people and if yeah. it's, you know, and sometimes I would say it unintentionally and I would love for people to call me out if it's harmful, like yeah. I really do. Yeah. Um, and it's, but it's really, really hard for people who are trying to learn English. I 100% stand with anyone who's trying, trying to like learn if this word is harmful in a way. I remember like until last month, I called something and then lots of people went, <gasps> and I was like, oh, what did I say? And they were like, oh, this word is actually really bad. And I was like, oh, thank God you told me. There were like a couple of friends around me and I was like, oh, thank God you're close to me to tell me, but I wouldn't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you, for example, for me, if I Google the word, they would just tell me the word it wouldn't tell me it is offensive to this and this Mm. they usually don't say that in google so you actually have to make a whole research about it yeah and it just become really exhausting for me to be honest because i just end up not wanting to speak english i'm just like i need the translator (laughs) i know that's something that i struggle with as well Mm. like you know sometimes my brother he's um he's 12 and he's grown up in new zealand most of his like you know learning age Mm. um and then there's at times he says things like say what what did you say again Mm. um and then he explains to me and i'm like oh i've been using that same thing but in a different context yeah like now that you're using in this context it doesn't really make sense Mm. to me but it makes sense like in like in the language so yeah yeah i mean i'm someone who struggles with it as too like if you're talking to me in fiji hindi and if you say something wrong Mm -hmm. i would know straight away and i would correct you i'd correct myself Mm -hmm. um but if it's english i do have like a little bit of issue because you know i'm still learning english and at the same time Mm. it's really hard to me for to navigate my way around the language the concept it applies to Mm. and there's like we're in an era where new words are emerging as well Mm. um and you know having that much of research or being well informed about those words is kind of hard for me Mm. um so yeah i totally get what you mean there um i think 
so coming back to the question was when have you unintentionally caused harm or offended someone? Mm-hmm. And then I talked about the um, issue with the Fijian Indian community, how I was representing them mm-hmm. individually mm-hmm. when it was a whole crowd. And then you briefly talked about this um, mm-hmm. this post uh, or the art that you did, and you know you got a little bit of backlash for that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think. If you could do one thing different differently, what it could be? Hundred percent, get educated. Hundred yeah. percent, or like let someone know if that's appropriate or not. Yeah. Because for me, as a person who's trying to navigate around in, in New Zealand, um, and as I told you, like I'm, le- I'm trying to learn the language as well. Usually, things that you say doesn't make sense to other people, and yeah. you need to just have a second opinion about it. And I hundred percent believe that you should tell. Um, a person who if, have lived here for all of his life or her life um, got educated about it. So, for example, if I say something political, I'll come to someone who has done something with politics, like not a specialist, but someone who has an idea. Mm. Um, and hundred percent now nowadays, when I post anything. I always try to do a, like a whole of a research before posting it. And again, I still don't know why I caused that harm. I'm still doing the research about it. I don't know. But again, what I can change for now is for the future, when I post about something, I have to make a whole research about it and know if that symbol is, is, is you know, mm. offending. I remember one time I posted something um uh, like a face paint, you know, when face paint is really, really, really diverse, and um, mm. I, I, I saw someone doing um, a nun, yeah, um, face paint, and I was like, okay, that's a bit, you know, yeah, it can it can be offended. So I had to ask someone who is a nun, and she was like, ah, that's okay, and I was like, okay, so I posted <laughs> it. But you know, oh, n- now it's it's just a bit. You need to really be careful yeah. Um, yeah. I think I think same for the me you know to, mm. to get educated would be the basic like and don't take it don't take it personal yeah. like just at the beginning I used to take everything personal I'm like no I am right yeah. that's what I used yeah. to be and you know yeah. nothing changed and I think people need to get educated no sometimes you need, you need to step back a little yeah. bit and be like am I being an ignorant am mm. I being uneducated yeah. am I do I really need to talk about this yeah. and just have that com- and conversation think, with someone unjudgmental and I think sometimes it prevents our personal growth as well mm-hmm. sometimes you know when someone feels safe or like welcomed by us to open up a conversation what that leads to is exploring our different ideas that as individual you wouldn't have thought of but mm-hmm. in a group setting or in a um, interpersonal setting mm-hmm. you're just exploring those ideas mm-hmm. so yeah I'd say getting educated um is the first step to enabling your personal growth in order to be able to communicate in the community a little bit better um, Mm -hmm. and without offending majority or like or even the minority communities Mm -hmm. for me personally that while we were talking about you know um the unintentional offending um so in my religion swasti is a very similar um very similar symbol compared to the nazi symbol yep yeah, so, um, and I wear that on my hand. Um, <laughs> okay. Not in this one, but on the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, what uh, Swasti means is the face of the Ganesh, like our very um, holy, uh, like all the gods are holy, but he's the very first that we pray to in any instance. Mm-hmm. So I wore the Swasti symbol on my arm, uh, on my hand. Um, and then I um, was just walking by, and then this person said, like, since when did you start supporting Nazis? And I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, firstly, who like 
it's good to ask. Is yeah. this a, you know? Is this yeah. the sign for blah blah blah? Yeah. I think that's. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes people really don't think about their questions. And yeah. You just, you just need to step back. Yeah. And I was like, firstly, who are we are talking to like that? Mm, yeah. No. <laughs> and then secondly, um, do your research or like get educated. Like, I am not dumb. Like, I'm. I'm I assume like a lot of people would think like oh maybe that means something else mm. before like just blankly asking someone a question like that mm. like be conscious of how you approach a crowd mm. or how you interact if you want to Especially know if the person doesn't know you like yeah if yeah. you want to get educated about something or someone it's really really important to be welcoming and mm. opening that conversation in a way that you can the other person can talk to mm. you you know if it was someone like hey that looks wrong um can you explain why you're wearing that i would be more than happy to have that conversation mm. but if someone comes comes and says like why are you wearing that i'm like yeah and but sometimes you know you really get tired of educating people um it's it really depends on the situation but Sometimes you get the same question again and again and again and sometimes the person doesn't really mean it that way and yeah. you just you know go ahead and be like hey educate yourself blah, blah, blah. and then you they just get, step yeah. back and you'll be like oh, why did I say that but at the same time yeah. it's not your job to educate everyone yeah. um and when it comes to like someone who's a stranger I think you really need to think about what you say to strangers yeah. if it's a, a friend of yours yeah. they usually That's, just get yeah. it but yeah Yeah. yeah, so for me, like, at that moment, you know, I just said, I'm sorry, like, I don't have the capacity. Mm. Um, What I have learned while being an advocate is you don't have the capacity to engage with a conversation every single time someone challenges you mm-hmm. or every single time someone puts a different opinion. It's not your job. It's not your job mm-hmm. either, you, you know. Um, Yeah, so I've learned to say that I don't have the capacity for this conversation. So I just said that, like, to that person, I was like, hey, I know you want to know, but I don't really want to have this conversation right now. So I walked off. And I think they said something like loudly behind me, but I was like, okay, I don't I don't want to <laughs> engage with that. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, please be mindful of like how you approach people. Yeah. And at the same time, you don't know the stories. And I always say like, don't form an opinion or judge someone um, just because they're doing something in a certain way or because maybe they are taught to do that. Mm. Um, you know, and for me, as someone challenged just my religion like to some point for me that's offending like yeah. get to know me before you question my values and beliefs mm-hmm. fair so enough. Yeah, yeah that kind of a sorry i got a little bit heated up there <laughs> no no fair enough i mean yeah. this is where you say it yeah there you go. yeah um so yeah that's that's a little bit about the question Questions. about yeah. um shall we move on to the societal questions we should indeed um so the societal questions that i had is that if you could change one thing in your community what would it be mm. um and i think that's really really hard for me to answer because i have two communities in in my life i have the um you know the new zealand community and i have mm. my middle eastern community so um is that how you yeah. kind of like structure it out I or like- no i just i just <laughs> find it really hard um but Yeah, no, I think every community has their bad things and good things. And good things, of course. But, but, you know, when you compare communities, it's you really can't communicate. Like, you really can't compare communities. And, um, yeah, when when someone's asked me, you know, what's what's your community? I have to actually think about it, whereas for other people, don't. And um, if I could change one thing in, for example, my new community, which is New Zealand, mm. um, I would love to have them more culturally 
um, knowledgeable. Competent. So, compet- here we go. That's <laughs> one. I can't say it. Say it again. Competent. Competent. Here we go. I, 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 yeah, I find this hard. Yeah. This is a hard word. Um, but yeah, um, sometimes people just assume things in, you know, when it yeah. comes to stereotypes. When yeah. I say I'm Arab, people straight away think about camels, yeah. um, <laughs> tents. When I say refugee, they think about coming from a tent. Um, no water, no electricity, which is true in or some warm. situation. Yeah. But um, I would love it if people can ask me before making that assumption. Yeah. Um, always when I say I'm Arab, they assume I'm a Muslim. Yeah. Um, when I say I'm a Muslim, they assume I'm Arab. You know, like yeah. it's just so many confusing stuff, which yeah. is... Um, I blame for the media for it and I blame... I blame all of the um, news and yeah. I blame all of that because nowadays it's just um, when you say Arab, people think about the Netflix Arab. Yeah. And if you think about any Netflix Arab, I, I, I read a research about it last time. Um, most of the Netflix that um, talk about Arab, they either terrorist or um, I know. they yeah. have a kind of situation with violence. And yeah. me watching this... It kind of it gets me to a point where my brothers or my um, young friends, they think that's true. And mm. it kind of saddened me because I lived all of my life in the Middle East. Yep. There wasn't like something like this. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I 100% blame the media for it. And I really, really would love to see yep. New Zealand more culturally competence mm, yeah so that's that's the new zealand community your new yeah, zealand community yeah, that you're no, talking about yeah middle eastern community has so many issues as well and yeah. so many great things as well but when it comes to um when um you talk about middle east it's really really diverse and i can't talk up on behalf of them and mm. um I'm, I'm iraqi so i can talk on behalf of that maybe on on some issues, on some yeah. issues, yeah. but yeah, I'm not living in in the Middle East right now, so I don't think I should talk about it because there's no changes that could happen. Do you think you feel like that you can't talk about it anymore? Um, yeah, no, because for example, if I talk about it, people will say, "Well, you don't live in the Middle East, you anymore, don't experience yeah. it." Yeah. But to be honest, I lived all of my most of my life yeah. after 18 years is a long time. Yeah. And so sometimes when I say about things about you know Middle East on my social media, people I get lots of comment be- people saying. Well, well, you're living in New Zealand. Um, you can't really relate to what we, we're living, but I actually do. Yeah. Um, and I remember my life in Middle East in every in every situation I do. Mm. And, um, you know, every day I wake up in the morning and I see that electricity and I'm like, oh, I think about my friends who live in the Middle East who don't. Mm. Um, and so, you know, I, I am knowledgeable about it and sometimes mm. I can form an opinion about it yeah. but most of the time I just leave it for the people who live there mm. to make that change I I can use my platform and I can use my voice in New Zealand to Amplify support theirs. them and yeah. educate people about it and you know, for example, when it comes to Palestinian issue, um, what's going on in Palestine, I'm not Palestinian mm. but I got educated about it and mm. I would love to get you, you know New Zealanders or people around me mm. educated about it. I mm. was so surprised that people don't have an idea about it. Yeah. Um and I would love to make that change. Um and I don't like it when people say, "Well, you live in New Zealand, you have no idea." But yeah, no, I'm helping. I'm trying, you know. Yeah. You can't just shut people who leave. People left the Middle East for a reason. Yeah. And they are doing what they're doing in New Zealand for a reason. They're yeah. trying to support other mm. Arabs. Uh you 
going out of the country doesn't mean you yeah. don't belong, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's something that I would love to change in my community is not to call each other out and turn, Stand each, together, other, yeah. turn each other down because this is what made us go to what we are now. Yeah. We, we kept tearing each other down, making foreign people control what we're doing yeah. and um, forming the, the foreign idea that, oh, they're perfect, we're not um, – that what made the issues in in the Middle East right now, and I think I can educate people about it at the, at the moment, but yeah. not speak on behalf of them. Yeah, yeah. Wow, <laughs> you just had like a whole episode oh, about sorry. it. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think I think it's really important to talk about it because you yeah, you it don't. Is. It is so crucial to talk about yeah, it because you. So many people mm. when I when I you know share it with them, they really have no idea and they try to challenge you, but. Um, yeah, it's it's really difficult when yeah. you have two identities. Mm. You have the Middle Eastern, or for example, for yeah. other people, you know, they have different identity. You know, Indian, Fijian, yeah. um, you know, and then they come to New Zealand. And they try to belong to New Zealand and they try to assimilate, and it's just a, a whole identity crisis when yeah. it comes to um, forming ideas. Yeah, around yeah you. so true. Yeah. Um, I think for me, like, if I could change one thing in my community, it would be like. Um, shifting the narrative, and again, this correlates with what you said, um, mm. is the idea of how media portrays certain group of people oh, yeah. to, you know, the whole um, public. And I say this for our refugee and migrant people, because at the lot of the time, what we tend to do with them is say that New Zealand is a saviour, and we have brought, like, um, refugees from different countries, and we're taking care of them. Yeah. So that's narrative. Like, when we expect to see a refugee story, we don't see the success that they've gone through. It's more like, oh, they have been the victims, so we're helping them kind of narrative. Mm -hmm. And I was over at Involve um, over the um, whole week, last week, uh, Mm -hmm. Monday to Thursday, and this was the notation is, like, how do we get the media not to focus um, f- on the trauma that these communities have gone through in their home countries and is one of the reasons why mm-hmm. they're here. But to, like, see them succeed and, like, share those stories. Like, if someone has become an engineer, one of the um, one of our amazing um, um, refugee wahine, she became an engineer. Instead of focusing on that, there was this notation around, oh, this has been her story. She has been a victim of, you know, her dad had gone through the war, this kind oh, of a thing. Dear. So it's like, it frustrates, like... Even though if a person wants to come out of that trauma, you kind of like take them you back. You take them back. Because it gives yeah. you publicity as, yeah. a, as a media organization. Yeah. And that like really frustrates me. And that is one of the reasons why I don't trust any media of course platforms. Nowadays, I just 100% think about that's what my parents used to do in the Middle East. Um I used to live in the Middle East and the media portrayed the Middle East in a way that I look at it and be like, where is this? Mm. They say, well, blah, blah, blah happening in Syria. And I look around me, I'm like, where? Like, that's not happening where I'm living. And so I would... Definitely, I can I can name um, some yeah. of the um, Media. medias <laughs> yeah. which everyone watches in New Zealand. Yeah. Everyone, and it's just you know mind blowing how people believe one point and that's it. The um, idea of saviorship to yeah, look better, you know yeah, that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's been so. Um, 
it's been so eye-opening for me to see that, like, even with my story, you mm-hmm. know, I always, um, at times, you know, media likes to say that, oh, she was a victim of cyberbullying, and look at her story now, she's an inspiration, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. because she has been a victim of cyberbullying, oh, not yeah. because I have done this, this work mm. in the community, and I have tried to heal myself. So oh, you yeah. see that notation around, mm. and I'm like, what are you, what's your point here? Mm-hmm. Why, mm-hmm. like, I'm pretty sure there's, like, five different articles about the same thing, about me on social media or like on Google if you go search my name up you'll see two different articles saying that I was a victim of cyberbullying yeah. and I'm like what's the point like I'm out of the situation why are you kind of dragging yeah, me back yeah. that's for me to reflect on that kind of a thing so yeah you know in my community I would change where media mm. and the influence of media yeah and I think for example for me I would say the Middle Eastern community is very informed about this situation they all know because yeah. we've been victim of it yeah. and uh, like as I said me living in the Middle East, I realized this in this since like a very young age. Yeah. And so me coming to New Zealand watching like, for example, movies and Netflix, I get shocked. I'm like, when people believe, um, when like, for example, watch it with my Pakeha friends or yeah. like people in New Zealand, yeah. um, they think it's true. And I look at them and be like, but, but it's not, but they're like, but, but it is. And yeah. I'm like, no, Are you trying not. to tell me what? To, yeah, it's what not. To and so it's really. I think that's a very important point when you said you want to change it. Yeah, hundred percent. I want to change it in my New Zealand community because yeah. I know that Middle Eastern people are very well informed about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think another thing that I briefly want to talk about is mm-hmm. like um that idea of um individual leadership and expecting that person to represent the whole community kind of mm-hmm. needs to change again. Like, um, I think when when I say that I'm an advocate for forced marriage doesn't mean that I should be or I need to be the only advocate for forced marriage that you approach mm-hmm. or come to yep. whenever you want someone to talk about forced marriage. You, as a community, you, as an organization, should be able to employ more opportunities so you educate other people as well. So we don't just have one person standing up as an oh, advocate yeah. but we 100%. have this collective yeah no 100 yeah does it mean yeah 100 yeah. Yeah, yeah no i i also get that as well because as i said you get tired sometimes of repeating you burn the out. same burnout here we go that's a word. <laughs> new word for the day everyone um so you i yeah i I 100% believe that you, you, it's not your job to yeah. get everyone, just you becoming. Like, for example, me being a feminist doesn't mean I have to get educated, ed- educate you about mm. feminism. Do your research. If you really want to know about it, you can ask me one question. And if you see me not answering the question, doesn't mean you should take it personal. Just sometimes people get tired. Yeah. And yeah, yeah I, I find that a lot in my, as well as my, as I said, my Instagram, I post something and so many people ask me the same question. I'm like, if you just click on the link, just, <laughs> pick, just click it. It will tell you a whole article about it instead yeah. of me explaining it. Yeah. And I sometimes get it like, you yeah. know, you want to ask your friend and get educated a little bit, but yeah, just, just know your limit, I guess. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's a very important point. I think with forced marriage, that's what I encounter. I see myself, like, repeating the same thing to, like, the same group of people every single time I meet them at different events. Um, So for me, it's like, how, like, how embarrassing it would be like for me personally to see like you asking the same question for the last two years and making no effort to do your own personal Mm -hmm. research you know I think I would be conscious of that if I especially if it's an advocate if it's an advocate who has been doing 
work in the same area for so long Mm -hmm. and not getting paid for it just imagine them like having to explain to each individual Mm -hmm. the amount of hours it takes for them unpaid to you know dedicate their time and i think it's it can be considered volunteering at this point is that they like put so much of Mm, effort so much of time just trying to explain you just go to your Research. Research. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's what I said. Like, it's yeah. not your job. Yeah. When I say it's job, if you get paid for saying this, yeah. say it. If you don't, then no. Decide. Like, choose. Make- you, you can decide. Yeah. Like, whatever. You want to say that same point again and again. But it's not your job. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we we need to encourage people and we need to be flexible with people. You know what? Sometimes I realize is that, oh, that's an issue that I really, really want to talk about. But right now I'm so tired. I'm so drained. Can I come back to that question later? And I think there should be that capacity, that flexibility for especially especially for people who Who don't get paid. Yeah. Who don't get paid. No. Yeah. I, I feel like sometimes it's taken like rudely or lazy in our um, community just because it's like, oh, she's not making an effort to like continuously advocate. Mm. She doesn't have that power or passion towards yep. it. So I'm just like, you know, you, you sometimes need to be really mindful of mm. how or what you expect of other people. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, that idea of do your research like mm. before sending I an email. I found it really interesting. Like, for example, when mm. I, I mentioned before yeah. when the Palestinian issue is going yeah. on, the colonization in uh, Palestine. Yeah. Oh, I got so burned out by explaining the same thing again and again and Two again. People, and right? I went to this uh, protest in front of the Otago Museum. Yeah. And there were so many people around me. They had no idea where Palestine is. And they were telling me, oh, but isn't it, wait, isn't it Palestinian who colonized Israel? And I just got so mad because if they just made one small research, if they just typed a little bit of it words you in, in, your, in Google research, um, they will know. And... Yeah, being in the protest is a good idea to ask questions, but know your questions, know yeah. your your limits. And when you see people talking about it, listen. Yeah. Like the people who took the mic and start talking about how Israel is doing all these bad things yeah. um, and what colonization is doing to these Palestinians for the, over the, a decade right now. Yeah. Um, they don't listen to that and they listen to what media is portraying. Yeah. And yeah, it's just it's just... It's really sad to yeah. see that, honestly. I got really burned out at the time and I had to actually sometimes have to ignore some of, some of the, some of the questions <laughs> uh, because it's just it's just burned out my, yeah. my day. Yeah. yeah, And I think it's it's like, this is where we have the conversation of like, what's in your capacity to do, oh, yeah. you know? And yeah. again, educate yourself and do that by researching, mm-hmm. you know? Be informed. Don't mm-hmm. just trust whatever people tell oh, you yeah. or media tell you. Because yeah. I think that's where a lot of misconception yeah. and stereotypes comes from. Yeah. And um, for example, for me, I got educated on the, um, you know, Israel colonization, mm-hmm. um, uh, Palestine, since I was seven. Yeah. So I know it as a second nature in my mind. But mm-hmm. I that doesn't mean I know all the data and yeah. I know all the research and yeah. I know all of the problems and I know all the the issues, you know, issues yeah. going on and so people ask me sometimes specific questions and then they go oh but you really don't know about that eh and I'm like yes I do <laughs> but I know. but at the same time you know you're not expert and again it's not 
your、yeah. job to educate people. I think sometimes our young people why they don't like engage with politics or why they don't engage with issues that relates to social justice and so important for us to talk about is because we continuously tell them that you're not educated enough. Oh yeah, or that you don't represent the community to be able to talk to them. I think that notation needs to change around and encouraging people to actually do their research to educate themselves. And while they may not represent like. A whole、um, population. What they're at least doing is amplifying the voices of their population.、Mm -hmm. So even though their opinion may be different, what that does is like raises concerns, raises the issue on a more higher ground because that's not just one person now talking; it's multiple people、mm -hmm. talking.、Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 no, hundred percent, fair、yeah. enough. I think we are just、um, under five minutes to finish our show oh, now. Hey, the、nice. time went really, really. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Uh, just connecting back to all the three questions that we asked today. So, on the personal level,、um, about mapping opinions, we talked about how important do you think it is to pronounce name correctly. Yeah. Um, and we explored ideas of um making a little effort to do that,、mm -hmm. or just like asking the person, having a conversation with them, what they would prefer.、Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, and being and trying to respect other people's mana because it at the time is all about um. Who named them? What's、oh, yeah. their meaning behind their name?、Um, and then on an interpersonal level, we talked about when have you un un unintentionally caused harm or offended someone. And then we again explore different ideas. I talked about the Fijian community,、um, and then you talked about the whole situation.、Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that was that was pretty interesting. You know, you would never think about it in that sort of a narrative. You would always say that this person is wrong, so you can't、oh, yeah. enter. Yeah, yeah,、That's、and comes then, into like, personal <laughs> development, I guess. Yeah, it does. A lot of it,、um, and conscious of being, what do you post, and then、yeah. getting a second opinion. Because you、it. know, think about it. Media, social media is、yeah. becoming more popular nowadays, and、mm. it's just really hard to know、um, the right information, the wrong information. It's、yeah. just doing a little bit of research before doing anything would would make so much effort. Yeah, sure. And then lastly, we talked about if you could change one thing in your community, what would be?、Um, and then we talked about changing the media and how media portrays certain group of people.、Um, I think that's one of the reasons why I personally would never trust the media、um, source unless I have gone and done my research or having engaged with them personally. Yep.、Um, but then also comes with which journalist I have personally engaged with because I don't ever trust. Anything as a whole.、Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so thank you guys for joining us today. That was the three、um, questions that we explored on three different levels.、Um, thank you, Dima, for joining me.、Oh, thank you for having me, and thank you, everyone who's who's listening to us,、um, yeah. just ranting about、yeah. random issues going on. Yeah,、um, and it's just good to hear. Us、yeah. say sometimes. Yeah,、Hi. yeah.、Um, do you have a quote for us? Ooh, that's scary. <laughs> so this is what I do with my listeners, is like, or my guests, is like, give them a time. One quote that you resonate with the most, you can search it up on Google right now if you want, because you've got two minutes.、Um, while Dima is thinking about a quote, or maybe not,、um, I just want to quickly mention that on Wednesday, I believe I will be on a live show in the morning time to talk about Hirose for the ten minutes. So if you are someone who listens to my show.、Um, Um, I will do a little bit of promotion on Wednesday morning,、um, live on air. So please join me、um, then if you want to.、Um, I believe the announcer is Jeff. So yay!、Um, 
But yeah, um, thank you for joining us today, Dima. Do you have a quote? No? Thank you. No, I actually was thinking a lot, but then I was like, maybe I should say something that I've said a lot in yeah. this podcast. It's not your job to educate people. Let them do the research. <laughs> um, so I think that's a good quote. But yeah. <laughs> that's uh, quote by Dima Alshek. Oh, Dima Alshek. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. And um, kia ora from Dima. Oh, thank you. We like that. Kia ora. Um, so... Thank you, guys. Um, until next time, stay safe, take care of each other. Um, lots of love and uh, keep having this conversation. Kia ora. You were listening to Hear Us Say with Renisha at Otago Access Radio at 105.4 FM Dunedin. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.